0: comic book characters is an uncensored podcast hey it's alfred here from comic book characters and this week we're doing something a little different got two guest co-hosts on today's episode and we're gonna be talking about avengers age of ultron reactions thoughts and where marvel's gonna go for phase three so let's get to it ears open let's do it Hey, this is your friendly neighborhood podcaster Alfred, and we're doing something a little different uh, while Ig is away on his honeymoon in Spain, I believe uh, I've decided to bring a couple of friends of the podcast on uh, as, as guests and we're going to do some reaction to Avengers Age of Ultron Which I'm still betting is going to be the biggest movie of the year Because Star Wars comes out a week before the year ends But uh, so today I've got Uh, Chris Casares Chris, a friend of the podcast He's also, for those that don't know A little behind the scenes He's the guy who designed the comic book characters Logo and banner that's featured on our Facebook page At www.facebook.com Forward slash Kneel before (laughs) pod
1: So, Chris, you want to say hello? Yeah, you rattled that right off That was amazing Uh, Yeah, hi Um, My first foray into this podcasting business uh, yeah, I'm responsible for all the flat colors you see uh, All the digital ink that was done in, uh,
0: All the artifacting, all the jaggies All that's all, Chris And then uh, we also have today, lucky enough uh, From his own podcast uh, As a co-host of horrors of the Universe We've got Joe Graciano. Joe, how you doing? Pretty good, yourself? I am doing very well, thank you for asking uh, Now I know both of you guys are a little under the weather unrelatedly oh, usually un- the yeah. weather but uh i appreciate you guys trooping through and being a part of comic book characters um now actually this is something ig and i had talked about before we get into avengers talk and we definitely will be talking about avengers um something that ig wanted me to do for any guest that we have on the show um is, oh god yeah <laughs> take uh uh you know lower the pants what? That doesn't whoa. work on a podcast. It doesn't make any sense. Whatever I have oh. to do for internet things. Yeah, there man. you go. It's hey. all comfort here. Hey, if those if those tweens on on YouTube can get there. Wait. Uh, okay, whoa. so... <laughs> Alright. Um, but seriously, uh, Chris, um, who or what is the comic book hero... Or villain character? What is the comic book character that got you into comic books? Yeah. I know you're not like a super reader now, but I know previously you, you read stuff. Yeah. Uh, what what there. was the What was the hero or villain that was like that that got me?
1: Oh, well, I don't know. Actually, being a huge nerd, I was actually more into the manga side of it. All the right. Japanese comic, so the Japanese the comic Americans. books. Yeah, back in the day when I was a kid, it was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all the way. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So,
0: so Eric, follow up question. Mm who is your favorite Ninja Turtle, or who do you identify with most? Leonardo. Leonardo. Dance that down. makes sense. Yeah. That makes... Wait, I know you, what, and that makes total sense.
2: Was it the Kevin Eastman Turtles, or was it a... Because I don't think they had another comic. No, yeah, it yeah. was OG. It was... Okay. Uh, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I actually got to meet Eastman at the uh, Alamo City Comic Con this last oh, nice. uh, summer. Cool. Yeah. I didn't have my comic book with me to get signed, and then I came back the next day, and uh, he had just left. So that kind
2: of sucks. <laughs> but... He was I'm sorry.
0: No, go ahead, Jeff.
2: You know what's funny is that I I, I love the Turtles big time, and the movie wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But I thought it was pretty funny when people would say, "Oh, this is how I remember the Turtles, and it's like the cartoon version.
0: Right, which is not the original version. (laughs) Exactly.
2: And it's like, (laughs) well, yeah, but the cartoon was almost like a complete ripoff of the original, so it's like, So when
0: you're saying that you liked the the movie, you mean the, the, the Michael Bay one, right? Yeah. That came out, and I, you know, actually, I saw it with uh, with my mom and my little sister. My little yeah. sister's loves the the newer versions of the Ninja Turtles, and I was really, and maybe it's because I had the lowest of low expectations <laughs> for the film.
2: Yeah.
0: But I was, I came away with it kind of, you know, like pretty content. Like I was like, that was good. There was a lot of good action pieces. It it, it I thought it was better than every Transformers film except for the first one.
2: So, really, I I could not get into Age of Extinction. That was like it was so bad. I was like, "That's what I'm
0: saying." It's it's better. The Ninja Turtles movie was better than Transformers two, three, or four. Okay. So, hmm. but anyway, uh, so Joe, uh, yes. now that the cat's out of the bag for for Chris, what was? And I think I, I think I know the answer. But hero or villain, what is the comic book character that that grabbed your attention as a wee wee Graciano?
2: Uh, oddly enough, it was Spawn. Oh, uh, really? I, I did not. That was a good guess. Yeah, so. it was during that time frame when Image was just coming out. Yeah, and it was like that. Uh, that small group, uh, small group of L- creators. Rob
0: Liefeld.
2: Yeah, uh, Jim Lee. Tim you know, Lee, McFarlane, McFarlane. And they just they came, you know, came out of the gate swinging with Gang these busses. comics that was just like so completely different and uh you know when spawns like, oh this is really cool blah blah and i checked it out and it just i fell in love with and the one issue that i think is probably my favorite issue mm-hmm. uh was the alan moore issue oh right yeah uh, with the angela uh no it was the one about hell and okay. it was uh, it was about a serial killer uh child molester and it was basically his story about what happened right. to him, and it was a, such a great story. And I was just like, "Oh my god! Like I love this. This is amazing. I want to be more to this." Right, right. Yeah,
0: I do remember that one actually. Uh, yeah, they did some really innovative stuff uh, those early image comics, and uh, I remember there was Spawn, um, uh, Savage Dragon, Shadow yeah. Hawk, uh, the Jim Valentino Shadow Hawk, and then uh, there was Wetworks. Works and you hey, know, Tracy. Dick Tracy? Dick Tracy. Yeah, there was, that was Mumbles. On the right. that was, uh, little, <laughs> yeah, Mumbles. Little Lulu. That was little one. Lulu. <laughs> and uh, what was right? the uh, other? Hot Chip? I don't know. Uh, I recently the saw bubble. that
2: movie again. I recently saw that movie again, Dick Tracy, and I wanted to hate it, but I liked it. Yeah? I was just like, it was just one of those movies like, it's not bad. Like... Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like did I'm they, it's really indifferent about it. They,
1: they totally bought into the whole aesthetic of the comic book, which I thought was really, really cool. For that, that was. Time. That yeah. was. Yeah. And that's something Superman did not do.
0: <laughs> they <laughs> really, they really went for it. Like they're yeah. like, we yeah. are going to stick to the source material. And here's the thing. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. I actually just found this out a couple of weeks ago, so it's kind of funny that you brought up Dick Tracy. <laughs> Warren Beatty. On a, on a troll comment. Yeah. Warren Beatty <laughs> is the biggest Tr- Dick Tracy fan like, in the world. He actually really? financed about, uh, I want to say five or ten years ago, he financed a documentary where he's being
1: interviewed
0: in character as Dick Tracy <laughs> for the wow. entire thing. And it's all about the history of Dick Tracy. Well, see,
1: now I don't like it as much. Oh. Now now it's just a vanity piece. Dick Dick Tracy.
0: Tracy, He loves Dick Tracy, though. Uh. He just loves him some Dick (laughs) Tracy. Ooh. (laughs) Uh, But, okay, well, you know, honestly, uh, Joe, I thought you were going to say, like, Sinestro or... You know, uh, I don't know. Maybe Captain Cold. Right. Captain Cold. Yeah, Captain Cold. By the way, wait, and I we really will get to Avengers. I swear, mean, I swear, yeah. I swear that like eventually, or yeah, like <laughs> you know, like next week when Phase uh, Three comes out. <laughs> <probably> <laughs> when, phase three. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when they bring out the Black Widow movie, uh, <laughs> um, but <laughs> uh, do you you watch the Flash, right? You watch the the CW show Flash.
2: Yes. And you watch Arrow. You know what I um, I like Arrow, but the first season is just like it's like it's, all right, yeah, it, it's, it's a little rough. Yeah, I, See, I guess for me, it's just it's like hard because I was like, all right, all right, get your shit together and start fighting yeah. crime. You know? Well, like is.
0: Yeah, no, no, keep it, please
2: continue. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, because it's just, I mean, it's a good show. Like, I hear, like, oh, once you get past the first season, I was like, All right. well, you know, it's taking a while. But, you know, it's not bad, but it's just—it's taking me time, because I guess I'm just so used to, like, most shows just getting right into it, you know, nonstop. Whereas Arrow is just taking a little bit sweet time. But right. I do need to finish. I guess I'm just waiting. It's to, like, binge-watch it one day when I had the chance to binge-watch.
0: Well, I watched a, I watched the thing that the showrunners did and some of the cast uh, did, like, a little kind of behind-the-scenes, and they talk about, you know, what they feel they got right in Season 1 and what they yeah. were striving to do in Season 2, and I will tell you that Season 2 <clears throat> builds upon everything that Season 1 does and just takes it to the next level. It, it's really good. Like, if you don't like Season 2... I mean, I personally think it's great, but if you don't like season two, then you should stop the show, uh, yeah. because, because then it's not going to be for you. Uh, but, but what do you, what do you like, uh, or do you like Captain Cold's portrayal on the small screen on Flash TV show?
2: Uh, you know what, at first I was like, uh, I was like, mm, we'll see, because I, I guess I was expecting more of kind of an older, because um, mm-hmm. I guess... When i would read the comics I kinda of picture like a little bit older, kinda of grizzled uh Captain Cold. Right. But with this one I was like, All right, you know, new fifty two kind of right. error. So and I personally I mean, he is like knocking it out of the park and it's like, Yeah, that's exactly how I imagine Leonard Snart to be. So yeah, I mean
0: he's got a very like eerily calm demeanor
2: and uh Yeah. Uh, yeah they're all i mean they're capturing all the characteristics of all the characters really well and i thought they did a great job with gorilla grodd because i was like how they're gonna pull it off because it's a tv show but they did it well
0: yeah no that's a that's a good point i remember when they when they sort of teased it i was like oh that's cool and then i thought wait how are they gonna do that (laughs) like how are they gonna have a giant gorilla on the tv show Spoilers, yeah. I guess, for people who don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, because when I went with
2: side in Smallville, I was like, "Oh, cool, we're gonna see Darkseid. and it was just like, like a like a storm cloud or something. I was like, "Oh, right. they went the,
0: they went to the Galactus in Silver's Rise of the Silver Surfer."
2: Uh, yeah, it he was anyway. it was more like possessions. Like you would yeah. just see like people being possessed by Darkseid. and yeah. I'm like, oh, "That's a letdown." Well, they have limited budgets. You know. That's true. It was okay. a TV show versus a movie. Now you know who
0: doesn't have a limited budget. Uh-huh. Avengers: Age of Ultron. <coughs> Segway. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> we got the new shipment of segways in, right? Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> here's a here's a funniest side. The guy who created <laughs> with the Paul Blart this, Mall cop reset. <laughs> the the guy who created the Segway
1: uh-huh.
0: died falling off a cliff on his Segway. Are you serious? I'm what? dead. Yeah. I'm t- he's dead serious. <laughs> he's dead, <laughs> and I'm serious. Wow.
2: Yeah. How about that? That's crazy, right? But anyway. I could just. I could picture everyone at that funeral going, alright, alright, just hear us <laughs> this out. This is the
1: most wow. ironic funeral. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there are all these hipsters, they're like, I like this ironically. They're listening to Iron and Wine and Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> anyway, um, so That's yeah, Avengers crazy. Age of Ultron, guys. How about, yes. how about that little indie film?
1: Ooh. Hmm. Uh, Marvel Studios. I wonder if they'll survive. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, they, uh, you know, I'm waiting for them to get their shit together.
2: A little summer sleeper
0: <laughs> the, the little engine that
2: could exactly
0: but uh but okay so now now joe uh, off the air we were talking a little earlier about this and you were telling me and i was a little surprised by this but you were saying that there's been a lot of neutral to slightly negative kind of pushback or feedback on the film uh can you expand upon that a little bit
2: uh, you know what, I've, I've talked to some people, uh, or I just read some reports online, and just some people just did not like it, they yeah. just, uh, it's really hard to say, yeah. I guess they didn't want to post spoilers for something. Oh, so, oh, by the way, nice. sorry,
0: time out, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you, just want to yeah. let you know, because the reason we're doing this podcast so late after the movie's already come out, obviously it's been out for a couple of weeks, it's, this whole thing is spoiler alert, like we are going to spoil stuff, we can talk about plot points. I've I've given people a couple of weeks to see the film, so when this comes out, which should be in a couple of days, uh, hopefully people have seen it by then. And if they haven't, then you know, oh well.
2: I'll leave so, enough so on f- our show. We have to do the same thing with yeah. any movie. It's like, hey, we're gonna talk about Chud. So if you haven't seen it, there's no <laughs> spoiler alert. So like, like, it came <laughs> out thirty years ago, but <laughs> exactly, uh, that one person. Hey, I haven't seen it yet. It's like fuck. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. There's always that one guy. Thanks for reading my experience. Yeah, and then, and then they get on Twitter and it's like. Anyway, but uh got real for a second. Nope. Yeah, Sorry about it that did. It's it, 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 um, right here. I felt it inside my heart. Um, no, no, no. But okay, so you were saying there there's some some maybe not even negative response, but just kind of like it was like kind of almost disappointing. Yeah, it was
2: really weird. Like some like I, one of my coworkers, he was like, "Well, I just didn't really care for it." And I'm like, really? Like it was really good. Like I, I, you know, it was just really weird because, I mean, it was a lot more Hawkeye, a lot more Hulk. Um, it was, a yeah, a lot more Hawkeye, and Hulk. Yeah. Uh,
0: like,
2: what lots of action. Uh, I mean, I can understand if they just didn't like some characters. Like, well, I didn't like this character. I was like, okay, I can see your point. But like, just not to like the whole movie. It's like, really? I mean, did you? I mean, were you having a bad day or something? But yeah. just not in the mood for Avengers. <laughs> like,
1: it's the whole concept of a team, yeah. right? I mean... Yeah. Uh,
0: so, here, here's my thought on that. I feel like... Because I was shocked when you told me that the first yeah. time. And I, I kind of feel like it suffers... Maybe the Avengers Age of Ultron suffers from the same thing the Matrix did. Now, mm. not comparing yeah. them... Uh, although the first Matrix is amazing, and I'm a huge fan. And, yeah, the the second Matrix, uh, which I think was Matrix Reloaded... yeah. yeah uh, definitely didn't live up to what the first one set sort of in motion. However, no matter what they did in the second one, and the second one, at least in terms of action beats, was huge. They they built an entire highway yeah, yeah. for that second Matrix movie. They literally built a yeah. highway for to film in that, that movie. And that movie was so big, but yet people came back and were like, meh, meh. And yes, that had to do with the writing, and yes, it had to do with some of the wooden and laconic acting in <laughs> the film. But... What I suspect doomed that film more than anything is that The Matrix introduced such a unique concept. Something that we really had mm. never seen, at least as Americans, on the really? film for yeah. the most part. As a concept, it was fresh and new, and that's why it generated so much buzz, so much uh, word of mouth. Now, Avengers kind of did the same thing. The first Avengers, you brought together all of these iconic superheroes... You gave them their own standalone films, and then you brought them together in one movie. Never been done before. It's Pretty insane. So pretty crazy that they did that. The second Avengers: Age of Ultron. They can't recreate that yeah. moment. Oh well, yeah, you don't that, need that, to really. That I mean. this happens for the first time moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And 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 here's the crazy thing, right? This is, and we'll we'll kind of go, <clears throat> if, uh, beat by beat into the film, but I want to start off with that opening. Oh scene. yeah. Uh-huh. The opening scene to Avengers Age of Ultron is 98% of other movies final third act. Yeah. Like that's the final act of almost every other film and that's the first thing you see in Age of Ultron. Like that to me is crazy and the fact that I you know it's like we're so spoiled I think as an audience you know that people aren't really respecting that like for what it is it's like whoa i mean right out the gate you're just like doing this huge set piece exactly yeah. <clears throat> you have that you have that one scene that's like the literal
1: comic book panel where they're all
0: posing as they're like mid jump into the fire. Uh, yes,
1: black widow's kind of crashing the jeep into whatever yeah you know, her and, like and, then, out. and
0: then and then iron man's flying across and you got hulk kind of in the foreground
1: yeah yeah uh, i mean i thought that was outstanding uh, definitely yeah maybe if anybody's a problem with the movie kind of was that it kind of went exactly after a bunch of all the other movies like that came out. You know, before it, like if you have, you have to really kind of bone up on Avengers first to kind of really see, you know, why Avengers two or, or Age of Ultron starts the way it does. You have to see Winter Soldier first before you understand why they're fighting Hydra. So yeah. that's a that's a good point. Uh, I mean, it kind of starts like the characters are already established in the Avengers and all their solo movies, and now. Avengers: Age of Ultron is just let's play with them. Let's kind of let's go. We we it's rolling start all the way. You
0: know, and and that that's a really good point. And we're all, I mean, admittedly fanboys, right? So I I, we're kind of the wrong people (laughs) to see it from that perspective. Like I, here's the here's the thing. The other the other day, this is how much of a fanboy I am. The other day, I was talking to some guy, and I was talking about Avengers: Age of Ultron, and asked him if he'd seen it. And he goes, "No, I haven't seen it." So right there, I'm already like, "What? What's wrong with you?" But but he goes he follows it up with I haven't seen the first wow. one and it made me irrationally <laughs> angry like I wanted to like turn to no one and go I'm always angry and then just woke <laughs> up and beat him up for no reason like I was like how have you not seen Avengers like that's you've had three years well clearly you must have had three hours to watch the film at I, some point in those three I got
2: years. a doozy for you I won't uh, I met someone a while back they've never seen any of the the Marvel movies. Yeah, not not one of them.
0: And see, that's the thing. Those people do exist (laughs) out there. It's just that's not my world. So it's so weird to me. But I know, uh, obviously, you guys, the listeners in the CBC universe... We're all in this together. Everyone loves all this
1: stuff. It'd be amazing and hilarious if there was somebody who who just wasn't a part of the comic universe. Like, what's this comic stuff about? Let me check out this podcast. (laughs) Let me listen to
0: this podcast.
1: (laughs) I hate everything these people are saying. I don't know even
0: what they're talking about. Uh, Next week's better be better. What the Hawkeye? (laughs) I saw (laughs) MASH. That's not Hawkeye. Why do they keep talking about him? (laughs) So... You know, uh, but there are those people out there that they're out there that they, they're just they're just like, nope, I don't want any part of this. <laughs> they're like, nope, 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 nope. Um, so I think that's really weird, but that's a yeah. good point, Chris, that, uh, you know, that maybe, of course, for all the fans out there, and Marvel Studios, is you know, they, they seem to really want to reward fans for seeing all the films and for being a part of this Marvel Cinematic Universe community. So there's a lot that you gain if you've seen all the other films. Mm-hmm. If you put in the time, I they 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 reward you for that. But you you bring up a good point. Like maybe if somebody has only seen Avengers and they, they saw it three, three years, years ago, ago, um, and they saw it three years ago, you know, maybe uh, maybe it is a little dis, dis or like a little jarring, little for
1: them. You know, I mean, they're, they're, if you think about it, like in the cinematic terms, are you still on? Yeah. Hey Joe, are you yeah, still sorry. there? Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, just making sure we not having
0: t- uh, technical difficulties. So,
1: like I was saying, if you think about it, like in cin- cinematic terms, the there's really no exposition like in the first ten minutes of this of this movie. I mean, it, you're, you're right. It starts off with the baddest action sequence. Yeah. But there's no establishing who these characters are. I mean, yeah. you get a little bit of that in the at Tony Stark's party. Yeah. At Avengers Tower, but I mean, it's not full on. You know, first movie. This is who this person is. This is why we have to care about them. There's really no. It, I mean. Th- I'm trying to remember, but I'm pretty sure the exposition, exposition really relies on having seen the other movies first.
0: Well and that's a really that's a really interesting point because what a lot of people, what I've seen in the past, uh, a lot of critique that people have for Marvel Studios as a as a production company is that they rely too heavily mm. on exposition. So like if you see Thor or Thor the Dark World, there's this whole narration mm. voiceover thing at the beginning of the films. Uh, that kind of sets everything up, which is you know you Chris and I you, you and I have you know we went to screenwriting school and stuff at yep. film school, and so you know which the way they teach so, it. Why we're oh, so rich right now, right? Oh, in, right yeah. in movies in Hollywood. That's uh, and, and Joe, you have a film background too. Yeah. Uh, you know one of the first rules of writing screenwriting is don't do voiceover, don't do voiceover narration because it's lazy, it's a crutch. It's that, that's yeah. changing. It's changing I a little know. bit that perception of that. But Marvel was sort of lambasted. For being too
1: expository mm-hmm.
0: and and now you've got Avengers Age of Ultron where there's almost no exposition.
1: It's like Empire. It's like yeah. we're, we're getting you know who these characters are. Which without that scrolling wall attacks at the beginning. So, so. Um, Sounds like I hate Star Wars. Yeah, Whoa, whoa, watch <laughs> out,
0: man! You will get your your whole Facebook page. Everything's gonna get flamed out. You will cease to exist <laughs> on the internet. Well, you know, now, Georgia Binks really redeemed that whole franchise for me. Oh, whoa, whoa,
1: that's a hot take. That's a hot take just on CBC. uh
0: So, Joe, um, was there any particular character? Uh, just comparing it from Avengers One to Avengers Two. That you felt the way they fleshed them out, or whatever their role was, how it changed in the second film, that really grabbed your attention, or perhaps a new character, either Ultron or Vision or so on.
2: Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I liked it how I liked how you know they talked a little bit more about Black Widow. I was like, all right, she seems pretty cool. Like I can actually like. Yeah. It, it was really I liked her story, um, just about her in general. That was really cool. Uh, Quicksilver, uh. He was okay, but he wasn't, um... Ah, this sounds weird, but he wasn't fast enough. I think I'm... Yeah, okay. I think <laughs> No, they, they
0: definitely depowered yeah. him in the film.
2: Compared to Days yes. of Future Past? Well,
0: see, in, okay, so here's a little nugget for you guys. Uh, I don't know if, if you're aware or not, but I found out recently that originally, uh, and if you see the film, and if you're listening to this podcast, you should have already seen <laughs> <it as> Voltron. yeah. <laughs> Uh, it really looks like Hawkeye is gonna bite it. I mean, there's oh, all yeah. this foreshadowing yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of with flags. his wife, his, family. his kids. He's like, don't worry, after this, I'm retired. He's, like, he's, I'm three days from retirement. Terrible. He's fucking, he's Riggs, or he's Murtaugh. <laughs> he's Murtaugh uh, in the Avengers, basically. He's like, I'm too old for this shit. And, and, uh, and he actually kind of almost says that a couple yeah. of times. Like, he talks about, like... little, yeah. It, almost. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, I've got a bow and arrow. Like, this isn't fair. <laughs> uh, so they kind of foreshadowed that he's going to yeah. die. And and then, boom, last second, Switcheroo. Quicksilver dies. You didn't see that coming.
2: <laughs> and, that was so anticlimactic. I really thought that he was going to, like, <laughs> sacrifice himself with the bomb. I was like, oh, he'll probably, like, uh, run around... Oh, try to run it yeah, out or something. But I was like Okay, that would have been a good way to go. I didn't even think about that. But here's the thing
0: the way they originally wrote that script, Hawkeye was supposed yeah. to die. But and this is this is where the movies and the comics and everything gets kinda twisted up. Because Marvel Studios does not own the rights to X Men mm. but yet they kind of loophole themselves into Quicksilver and Scarlet yeah. Witch. The inhumans. Right. And now, now you've got Quicksilver in Days of Future Past, and I, one I like that movie. I thought it was really well done. It was easily I, probably my favorite X Men film so far. X Men Two was really good, um, but in the in that movie, that scene with Quicksilver is is outstanding. I mean, you could tell yet. they spent more money on that scene in Days of Future Past with Quicksilver, with where he runs around the room.
2: Oh yeah, justin the bullets. Yeah, flipping hats like,
0: off. Yeah, flipping the hats off. Like the the Jim Croce music playing in the background. Oh, God, yeah. Like they put they put so much money into that scene, and that was the scene that everybody talked about yeah. after that movie came out. So no matter what Marvel did, Marvel Studios did, they were going to play second fiddle on Quicksilver. <laughs> they didn't. They don't have the time, the energy, or the budget to devote to Quicksilver just himself. To make him look that cool. Like they just didn't. So they went the other way with it. They depowered him. And you could even see, one, he wasn't as fast. Two, when he would run around, he would get out of breath. So it like it took yeah, yeah. a lot of yeah, effort yeah. out of him to be using his power. He's wearing Adidas. He's wearing cool. Adidas. Uh but and, and that's also why they killed him off, because they figured, you know what, X Men already did him better, honestly. Mm. We're not gonna be able to match that. So let's just kill him off. I think that's what they did. I, I'm, makes, yeah, I'm fairly certain that was their. That makes process.
2: a lot of sense because I mean they got such a high roster of like amazing other characters. They're like, eh, we can get rid of Quicksilver. We're not gonna lose sleep. Yeah,
0: yeah, we've got his sister. Yeah. like it's <laughs> it's fine. And because I bet you, if 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 um, Brian Singer's Days of Future Past* did not have Quicksilver, like let's just say Quicksilver didn't exist in that film, the Quicksilver we would have gotten in *Avengers: Age of Ultron* would have been
2: completely yeah. different. Yeah, I, I yeah, suspect.
0: Probably. But, um, so, um, uh, okay, so let's see. What else? else? So, uh, what, what did you think about kind of the foreshadowing for Civil War, oh, guys? Those? Uh, the kind of, with, with, uh, well, with Thor, you know, with the Thor with the Infinity Stones. I guess that's more Infinity War stuff. But, like, for Civil War, kind of like the Tony and, and Steve talking to each other while chopping wood. Mm-hmm. And then at the film, they're kind of at the end of the film, they're kind of talking, buddy, buddy, and they're like, "I'm gonna miss you, and I'm gonna miss you, and I love you, man, and I love <laughs> I think you." They, and, I think they fought yeah. a
2: little bit towards the end when they were trying to like, yeah. uh, I guess, uh, uh, bring uh, Vision online.
1: Oh yeah, that scene was very yeah. It, well, not al- go ahead. No, yeah, I was just gonna say that. Like, I kind of almost didn't. I started to like not like Tony Stark a little bit in this movie, just because he was kind of like a. He's leaning towards like the I don't know like very kind of like he knows best and so whatever he does has got to be the right thing to do because he's smart and without taking any yeah so narcissistic yeah. to the point of like just doing whatever he wants that that's
0: kind of his character right they Which, just haven't really played great it character up as much. great
1: character flaw it's it's yeah it's, I, that's a always lot it of
0: it's a great point uh, a lot of people have been kind of some of the pushback has been that like you know, Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark and Iron Man were my favorite of all the Marvel characters so far, and you're making me hate him. <laughs> and they're, they're, people are getting really mad about Character him. Character development? What? <laughs> but, but that's the thing, like, the fact that you love him so much, mm-hmm. and you see him mm-hmm. so flawed, and you see him fail time and time again, that gives him a full arc, like that gives him multi dimensions. Like he's not yeah. just a paper thin character, hmm. and you and it, the fact that it makes you upset, that just shows that they're developing the character. But you
2: well. you know what's funny is that after uh, after he's done with Marvel, I'm just gonna see him as Tony Stark. You know, like <laughs> when I saw the the Judge, I was like, oh, oh, I was gonna
0: say, yeah, did he yeah, see the say, Judge yeah. with uh, with, uh, with uh, Robert Duvall? Duvall? Is, is, he, is that And you're I've like Tony seen? Stark.
2: Where's your exactly. Iron Man suit? Tony Stark a lawyer alright Hollywood <laughs> I guess <laughs> but I mean it's just uh, you know and another thing I, I, I liked Ultron I thought, he, I thought I always thought he was really cool and I think one of my favorite things of Ultron ever was from Old Man Logan when they show him as like I guess like a helper bot and he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and everyone's like holy shit it's fucking Ultron I'm like oh no, he's like he's like deprogrammed he's like a helper bot but in this one I didn't like him because he had expressions and it really kind of bugged me because I was like well you know you're a robot you're not supposed to like smile or like feel anything you know so that kind of bugged me right
1: that
0: now Joe that was that was I saw an interview that was actually Joss Whedon's call really Uh, uh, yeah because you're right in the comic A. Ultron looks different he looks Mm kind of like an ant yeah uh, which is which is a little bit more of his origin because in the comic he's created by Henry or yeah. Hank Pym, who's Ant Man in the, you know the first Ant Man. Uh, here now it's Tony Stark and and kind of uh, Bruce Banner that create Ultron. In a yeah, way. And he kind of
2: has like a and, Tony Stark uh, uh, persona.
0: Yeah, and he even well, yeah, he even gets in that part where where he chops off the claw the the dude's arm because yeah. he because he says you know make your friends rich, make your enemies rich, and see which is yeah. which. Oh yeah, and and he goes. Tony Stark used to say that,
1: and <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and no, no uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, that was dead on. They, that, really? uh, yeah yeah, no. okay, thank you, thank you. <laughs> that, that really, really hard to nail down Belgian South African accent. That's yeah, you aces. Thank you. And,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, but then Ultron loses his shit. He goes, "What? Who? No, I'm not Tony." He's like. I'm not Tony. You think I'm his puppet? And then he just gets mad. He cuts the guy's arm off, and then and then he kicks him down the stairs. And he goes, "Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That'll. I think it'll be okay. I think you're gonna be okay." <laughs> but, but that, but that was something that Joss wanted, and he said that he was tired of seeing artificial intelligence in movies be like Hal, like from you know 2001: Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. where it's very robotic, very. How are you no. doing? You know, that kind of thing. He wanted, he figured that if artificial intelligence really existed to that degree, it was so beyond a Jarvis, you know, the way they showed it, that he would have more emotive tone and, and, yeah. and be more kind of overwhelmed by, Uh, because he didn't used to exist except into this moment right? and he didn't ask for it yeah. yeah. so he was angry about that
1: well not to go all cinema nerd on you but like all the representations of like computers like that like Hal or like even the Terminator those were kind of like of an era when we didn't really have uh, computers and electronics like that in our everyday life So now we carry around like you know more power power. yeah Yeah. like all the computer power more power in our pockets (laughs) than in the space right? right yeah exactly um, so we we need somebody else now To kind of push a little bit more Maybe that's why you gave him his questions Just yeah. to kind of uh...
0: No, no, uh,
1: and Joe But I do hear what you're saying Because uh, one, I mean
0: My favorite version of Ultron Is the first one It's like out of a horror oh, film Oh, yeah uh, With, the, with the, the, the jumble of parts And he's like, strings Oh, yeah So yeah. many strings Tangled in strings And and he's just like, jo- like, kind of limping around and just being all confused. Like that was creepy as hell, and that was the coolest looking version of Ultron that I felt in the film. The other versions—that wasn't oh, even his final form. Which was, yeah, <laughs> okay, DBC over here. Uh, Freezes, that Frieza's oh, final form. Yeah, sell, dude. Oh, oh, cell, cell. Sorry, <laughs> they both, they both transform. Uh, so, uh, lost my train. Okay, Ultron. I felt that he was a little bit visually, a little too Megatrony. Oh,
1: like, oh yeah yeah just yeah. Like,
0: you, he had expressions, but they were also not human, but not really robotic either. And it was just kind of weird mishmash. Uh, I felt very much like like it was Megatron in a way, and it's whatever. Like they had so many creative choices that they had to pare mm. down. Um, that's a small nitpick for me on the film. Now here's the here's the really cool thing, and for everyone. A, after you listen to this podcast, and you're going to be so psyched, like, oh man, these guys made Avengers Age of Ultron sound so good, I'm going to go see it a third time, a fourth time, fifth time. Here's something to look for in the third act of the film, when Vision is talking to the last Ultron bot, and uh, and, and that Ultron bot's just, like scamp- like, kind of limping around. You notice his face, his eyes and stuff are red, just like in the comic. And the way his face is mangled, it kind of looks like Ultron in the comic yeah. book. And and yeah. that was that was Whedon kind of giving a nod to <laughs> comic nerds. Like, here you go, here's your comic <laughs> Ultron. And he's just blown up, you know. But
2: I thought it was really cool how Vision was, like, kind of like, I guess what we were talking about earlier, about how, like, you know, he had his emotions, whereas Vision was kind of like that, where he was, like, kind of like the opposite version of... of Ultron, you oh, know, like Ultron. kind of like, all stoic yeah. and everything. So I was like, Well that's really cool, mm-hmm. like he's really badass because I always pictured um vision just speaking like any other typical, you know, android we've seen before. But mm-hmm. with this vision I was like, Wow, he's he's just so damn cool and I think it's I just yeah. he's gonna <laughs> really like bring it bring back that bring that character to a spotlight, like, oh wow, vision's actually badass.
0: Yeah, and that that's no mistake either. Like uh, Joss Whedon was asked which character out of either Avengers or Avengers: Age of Ultron, bringing these characters to the screen, what was his favorite character? Who was he most excited about bringing to the screen? He's like Vision, hands mm. down. He's like I've always loved the Vision as a character. Mm. I I remember reading his first appearance. He's just geeking out, you know. And he was like, I really, really hope that. The fans enjoy my interpretation of this character. Um, I think he nailed it. Like I came away from that film just like wanting a cape. I wanted <laughs> to put a stone in my <laughs> forehead. I was like running around with my arms out, like woo, <laughs> style. woo! like yeah, like if I was flying, yeah, Freakazoid style. Um, I I really love the vision. And how about the scene when like going back? You said Tony and. And Steve were fighting around the Vision creation scene. It actually reminded me of the scene uh, in Avengers when they're on the Helicarrier, and he's like put on the suit. Uh, yeah. He's like, get your shield, put on yeah. the suit, and then like uh, Hydra uh, was it not Hydra? Uh, Loki attacks, and they like put on the suit, and they all like start yeah. helping yeah. each other. But you know, so they they've actually planted the seeds for Tony and Steve to kind of butt heads mm-hmm. over the last two films, um, which I'm sure we'll see a lot more in Civil War. Uh, but that scene when they create Vision, and he's talking, and you're right, Joe. The stoic kind of nature, the very contemplative, like you can literally see him thinking everything before he chooses the words that he decides to speak exactly. out loud. It, exactly. It's it's everything is so like methodical in a way, I guess, mm-hmm. or very. It's very uh, pointed. You know, all of his dialogue is very pointed and when he when he goes you know I don't know what it is I can he goes like maybe I am a monster you know I don't even know if I if I were one if I would know you know (laughs) which was such a great line by the way so whoever wrote that line genius Uh, and he goes I don't know what I can do to make you all trust Um. me and then he (laughs) hands Mjolnir to to Thor (laughs) I mean okay so I've seen them film three times Uh, Every single time I saw it, opening night. I saw it like a couple of days after that, and I saw it like a week after that. That scene, the entire theater was like, like everybody (laughs) gasped, yeah, yeah, and it was uh, great setup for that scene too. Yeah, and not only that, but it it calls back to that scene when they're in the party, which you think is just like a silly, and it is, it's a silly, fun sight gag bit, but it actually serves as a really important. Piece to complement the the vision thing. I mean, it's just very masters of the craft these guys (laughs) at Marvel Studios. Uh, Joe, any other scenes uh, speak out to you, uh, or anything that stood out specifically? Um,
2: I do know that the beginning sequence. um, It's like what we talked about earlier about how you know, oh, like if you watch everything, then you'll get everything. Which is kind of like with comics nowadays, where it's like, oh, well, if you you can read this storyline, but if you start from the beginning you catch a lot of other little Easter eggs. So I was like, well, that's cool. Right. Um, I don't know if, if people who watch S.H.I.E.L.D., um, I think towards mm-hmm. the end of the season finale or something like that, they say, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. Um, I haven't watched this this show. I'm still behind. But I was told, like, at the end, they go, oh, well, this is something so-and-so. Call the Avengers for this. Issue, for this." And that's where it kind of picks up. So I guess the end of the season, uh, one of the episodes uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., Carries on to Avengers 2, so that was like really cool. But, um, yeah. One of my favorite things, and it's such a small little tidbit, and I wouldn't know if they didn't tell me. I was watching a reading interview, um, but they were saying that the Hydra soldiers were using, uh, the technology as well as the uniforms of the Chitari. Oh, yeah. Like, if huh. you, like you okay. see, it real quick, but yeah, I was like, that's really badass. Like like the whole uniform was all, like, almost like an armor. I was like, "Well, that's really cool." So
0: okay, which makes sense because after Avengers, uh, they show, or after Winter Soldier, um, um. they show like uh, the Hydra bases where that you see the twins for the first there you time, go. Mm-hmm. and they've got all, and they've got all the Chitari ch- stuff in the in that bunker. Yeah. So that would make sense that they're developing weapons and armor and whatnot based off of that technology. Yeah. And not only that, at the in the opening scene of Avengers, when Tony gets the scepter, when he's in that room, there's that uh, Shatari, you know, uh, skyway yeah. yeah, you the call dragon it.
1: type thing. I so
0: so yeah. They, that, I
2: would have. I would love to know how they yeah. got that. Like the other stuff was like okay, the weapons I get, but that alone is like all right.
0: Right, like, how do you... Okay, so let's say that thing crashes in, you know, New York between 45th and 110th or whatever. Like, how are you... Even if you're Hydra... Well, I guess, you know, at that time they were still infiltrated into S.H.I.E.L.D. But even if you're S.H.I.E.L.D., how do you get the carcass of that thing out of there and then into some subterranean base (laughs) without people, like, questioning it? It's New York. It's weird
1: shit happens. Uh, They just put it on a garbage uh, barge uh, barge and send it off. It's kind of
2: like that running gag with The Simpsons. You know that giant uh, statue that Mr. Brins got them? And they always have it, like, when they had a yard sale, they had it out or, you know, just stuff like that. It's like, well, how do they move it? So I guess it's a little thing like, eh, it's just, don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> right, because that's the thing we should be worrying about. Not that there's, like, an android that has uh, vibranium skin-infused <laughs> cells and can fly, and, you know, no, 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 no. No, not the woman who can sort of control minds and do telekinesis. No, 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 That that's all fine. How did they move the, the whale carcass? <laughs> Yeah, I guess I am nitpicking that, a little bit. That's the but, problem with uh, being a nerd crit-
2: sometimes is that there's this little thing <laughs> that just bug the shit out of you. You just can't let it go.
0: I, I've tried really hard, with especially with the Marvel films, and really all of the modern superhero films, to just enjoy it. And that's what, you know, honestly, when Ig and I decided to do this podcast, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to, A, inform, but B, inform through the lens of celebrating all of this stuff it needs to be fun and it should be enjoyed. And we're all spending a lot of time (laughs) waiting in line and a lot of money on movies and merchandise and comics and whatnot. We got to enjoy it. It's okay to nitpick. It's okay to critique. And we'll definitely do our share of that from time to time, but we really want to celebrate everything. And, 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 you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, they asked Kevin Feige, uh, I think this was in reference to the Daredevil Netflix show, which is amazing. I actually haven't finished it yet. I know. I it's 10, 10. got to finish sh- that. I know. I should I should turn in my nerd card. I'm on, like, episode <laughs> six or seven. It's amazing. I'm going to try to watch, like, two or three episodes it's uh It's honestly, but,
2: I'm in the same boat, too, because it's like I want to binge watch, but at the same time, I was like, I don't want to finish too quickly and then wait a whole year for yeah. it.
0: <laughs> That's... That's yeah, me too. I, I'm really busy. Not that I'm that cool or anything. I just have been really busy lately. But I also I also don't want to rush through it, uh, you know. But you know, they were asking me about you know Daredevil and how much darker and kind of grittier it is. And he goes, "Well, that is sort of the tone we want for the shows on Netflix." He's like, "Now, as of right now, they're not technically part of the MCU." The Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I guess is just the films proper, hmm. but they asked him. They go, "Do you ever see a point?" And this is Kevin Feige again, uh, like the head honcho at Marvel. Um, they asked him, "Do you ever see a point where Marvel takes a dark turn, a la Christopher Nolan Batman hmm. or Zack Snyder's Man of Steel?" Um, and he said, "No." He said, "As long as I'm in charge." No. He's like, there will be dangerous situations, there will be consequences, and so on, but Marvel, our Marvel films will never be gritty in that way. We want this to be a fun experience for people. And, uh, you know, I think you could do it either way, honestly, but I like that that's kind of the the motto that steers the Marvel ship, you know, because... You know, especially with the Christopher Nolan Batman films, which for the most part were excellent. I they were really great to watch, and a lot of for the for the performances. But I always didn't feel great after watching them. <laughs> it was kind of like after you watch *Wrecking for a Dream*. Oh. It's like that's a great film, but I like I don't want to do anything for the rest of the weekend after yeah. I see that
1: film. I'm like, oh, just let me just let me lay here, please. The don't. opening uh, bank robbery scene of *Dark Knight*. <laughs> that was the most tense like eight minutes i've ever seen (laughs) yeah
0: so yeah i mean it's great but it doesn't evoke the same feeling now these marvel films you get guardians of the galaxy Uh, literally at the end of guardians you're dancing (laughs) you are dancing and that's how much fun it is and that's great i just i really like that marvel has decided to just go full force in that direction now here's something else i just thought about and i want you guys' opinion on this did you notice anything, especially especially in the third act, but kind of throughout the film, uh, that was very different that I hadn't even really seen? You saw a little bit in Avengers, but but really in this film more than any other superhero film I've seen. And that's the number one primary concern for all of the heroes oh, yeah.
1: was yeah, yeah, moving the moving the people off, moving
0: the, the people off the, yeah. the the Sokovia or whatever the the falling yeah. piece of earth. The, the, the falling giant piece of earth and they made that a plot point point. Mm-hmm. and i suspect that i mean of course everything in, a, in movies is intentional there's nothing on accident hardly too expensive it's too expensive right this was from all the backlash from man of steel yeah where you have superman <laughs> superman who was supposed to be the most gentile of heroes uh, or, or Gentle of Heroes. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's not a Jew. <laughs> gentle of Heroes?
1: Are you sure?
0: <laughs> he was created by two Jewish guys.
1: Mother Oh! oh I don't think he's Jewish.
0: Bam! In the face! <laughs> I, so, I guess no, he went to. I don't know, like, it was Krypton? Kal-El? Krypton Kosher? Kal-El style. Oh, oh. I mean, I don't know. Clark, Clark Kentberg? I just. I'm saying.
1: Something, yeah, no, I see it. That's... <laughs>
0: but, but okay, so in Man, <laughs> Man is Steel, he goes through tearing through metropolis like the, the the death toll must have been i will the save the thousand. shit out
1: of this city i
0: will save these 10 people and the rest of them are going to die from glass yeah. shards from all the buildings so i i feel like marvel said you know what we saw the backlash that that film got from that we are going to make it a point to show our heroes actually saving people yeah. And the, it was a really big plot point in the third in the third act. And there's uh,
1: one line I forget who says it, but somebody goes, uh, "Oh, is that Shield?" And Cap goes, "Oh, that's what Shield's supposed to be." Right. So yeah, yeah no, that was definitely part of the yeah. part of the writing. Yeah,
2: I mean, I can see your point because I mean it makes sense because I know it. Because uh, I loved Man of Steel; it was great. But at the end, like the third act, felt like a mortal, like a video game. And I was like, "All right, yeah. like it's not bad." But yeah, I was like, "Wow, that's crazy!" Like. I'm just trying to think. It's like, well, how long did it take him for them to rebuild the city? Because of, you know, Dawn of Justice, Batman vs. <laughs> Superman, like, is it, are they going to still show, like, the remnants of the, of the metropolis? Or.
1: If they're smart, they would. Well, hopefully Superman would help clean it up. Since yeah, i yeah, sure. He, he, he can move, move everything super up. fast, and it's the least he can do. He's got do it, super
2: really. strength and super speed. He can do it. It's not going to kill him. <laughs>
0: he should be able to do He's got the heat vision. He can build the beams and, you know, weld them together. He's got time. Uh,. Okay, so we're, we're, we're wrapping up here. Uh, and again, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Uh, and I'll ask each of you this. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris, if you don't mind, we'll go with you first. Yeah. So now that you've seen Avengers Age of Ultron, um, we've got face... Uh, is Ant-Man part of phase two or phase three? Phase three, three, three yeah. right? So Ant-Man's officially going to kick off phase three. But what is the one thing that you would like to see marvel do next uh either in terms of Hmm. a character to pop up it's just your wish list yeah yeah. like i know there's already (laughs) tons of movies announced they have they're already slated for particular release dates and so on but let's just say like for instance you could grab moon knight Mm. or ghost rider and throw him into a film just make him show up Or, or or whatever whatever the situation could be like uh it could be uh Maybe the Daily Bugle shows up as a as a, a company, you know, in one of the films. Oh, right. As a, as, a, as a newspaper or an online publication. What is one thing that you would like to see Marvel Studios hmm. do in Phase 3?
1: Well, let me see. I think I got two parts for this one. I, I got and, one, like, for... Pardon me. Yeah, uh,
0: Joe, I'm going to ask you that question
1: next, so if you want to think oh, about it... Oh, I thought about it, it, uh, it already, while Chris, so well, yeah, I While know. I stammer through this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, so for movie-wise now that they have uh, Spider-Man now they got the okay to have oh. him in the MCU you see how happy I uh, am right now it's like the happiest of <laughs> And I, I'm, not, I'm totally I'm, I'm not that big of a Spider-Man fan I mean I am who isn't really uh, but um because <laughs> of the evil look but um it, yeah. it, it'd be so badass to see like just the Avengers game their asses whooped and then all of a sudden Spidey shows up the and kind of like yeah it kind of resets everything it's like alright What's the problem here, guys? Let's go. I thought let's we got some, we gotta uh, let's get the bill. Yeah, that would be amazing to see. Just some like jumping real quick, and then it, the <laughs> would it be spectacular? <laughs> be amazing to see Spider Man. Um, TV side wise, I'm a huge fan of the, Dar- Dar- the Daredevil yeah. series on Netflix. Um, so good, it was so yeah, it's great. Uh, I'm a big Runaways fan, oh, so yeah. even yeah. though that that series is on hiatus until indefinitely, yeah. Um, it be that's a perfect series to put on Netflix or put on any sort of like serialized. Because they're not format. really that
0: superpower. They're not the kids. They're, right. they're
1: dumb kids that's running around such... trying to figure it out, running away from their evil parents. Yeah. It's on the west coast too, so you got the whole yeah. Uh, you could do connection you know, wide. Yeah. Co- yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's so. That's I hadn't even thought about that. And Runaways is a great series for anybody. Uh, all you all you guys and gals out there in the CBCU, uh, a if you haven't read it, read it. Uh, Runaways is really great uh, Who was the first writer on Runaways? That's
1: BKV man
0: uh, Brian K. Vaughn And then they got someone else Joss after. Whedon They got Whedon to do the second arc And they're both really great and I think they got Terry Moore mm-hmm. To do the third arc of, of Runaways All excellent uh, But if you know anybody A boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, a wife uh, Parents, siblings that Do not read comic books And I just want something that's a really engaging And entertaining story Runaways is, is perfect for that. It's uh, it runaway, is the li- runaway pick. Yeah, I mean it's it's it does it does touch a little bit on super powered stuff and superheroes, but just the way they develop those characters, I, I think you could not read any other like major superhero comic and still really really be able to enjoy it. Yeah. Um. So that's a that's a great. <coughs> movie. I would oh, love to see me. Runaways on Netflix, uh, especially because they don't have that rating system yep. to worry about. Uh, now, Joe, uh, your, your thoughts, what would you like to see in Marvel, uh,
2: phase three? Uh, one of my favorite bits, uh, what what was Spider-Man the Avengers was from the Ultimates when, uh, Nick Fury introduces Spider-Man to the Ultimates Mm -hmm. and they go, that's Spider-Man. He's just a kid, you know, like we're all, you know, like he's just a kid. He can do nothing. And Nick Fury goes, let me put it this way. He took care of all the Sinister Six by himself. And they go, all right, he's an Avenger. Yeah. (laughs) So, that was really cool. But, um... (coughs) Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, No, it's okay. Movie-wise, I think if they want to do a Black Widow movie so badly, I think it should be worked great with Hawkeye. Like a Hawkeye, Black Widow kind of movie. Hmm.
0: They have already established her friendship. Or, There's a lot of uh, backstory. They keep on mentioning yeah. crashes. Yeah.
2: Personally, I would like to see a Planet Hulk movie. I oh, mean, yeah. it's pretty That'd much setting nice. it up. So get to it, Marvel. You know, or
0: right, that's true. <laughs> he he's off on a, on a Quinjet. Yeah. Uh, or I guess he it crashed maybe, but we yeah. don't know. The other thing is if he ends up in space, you know who he can bump in, bump into in space, right?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> ah, you little gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Quit drinking the water, there. You know, like. <laughs>
2: uh, um, TV show wise, um, honestly, I think Ghostwriter is overdue for a TV series. I mean, after re- if you read Jason Aaron's Ghostwriter, that screams a TV show. Like, yeah, make this into yeah. a TV series. With everything going on, like TV shows like Constantine, Supernatural, or Preacher, which is yeah. I think is which I think is going to be everyone's new obsession. S- like. Can be the new bring yeah, bad. Like I think Ghost Rider, like, yeah, let's just forget Nicolas Cage, get someone new, oh. and yeah, just make a Ghostwriter T V series.
0: They could do it. I think I think uh Ghost Rider definitely up there for a Netflix yeah. series. Also Punisher. I think they could do a really good Punisher if you don't have to worry so much about the ratings with violence and whatnot.
2: But you, but you know, I um, I have a question, and maybe it's just me, yeah. and if it is, then either I'm really out of shape or something's wrong with me mentally. But after, <laughs> uh, there's some episodes of Daredevil, like the one we talked about earlier, but some episodes of Daredevil are just too much. Like, they exhaust me, like... Um, Cutman. <laughs> Cutman wore me out so oh, much yeah. to the point where I was like all right i need a break just let me breathe for five seconds and i don't know maybe it was just me but some episodes i'm like fuck that like i felt his pain i was like oh my god
0: that's that's one thing that drew goddard uh who co-created the show he was the director of uh, cabin in the yes. woods and he, he wrote the first two episodes uh he said he really wanted the fight scenes. And if you remember that fight scene in the second oh. episode at the end, that's a single take yeah, shot. Like eight minutes. Eight minute long. And it's exhausting. Like you feel uh, Matt Murdock, Daredevil's like laboring. And he's like, oh, like, but he's still fighting. But he's just like, it's not like, it's not crisp. <laughs> you know, it's not like all of these really awesome choreographs, crisp shot. They're like, he's lunging and punching and pulling and throwing. Yeah. And Drew Goddard said, uh, or Goddard uh, said, I wanted the the physicality to feel real Um, came across and and it it does right like so uh, no Joe I don't think it's just you Uh, the show is exhausting Um, you know I've we've already of course heard that there's gonna be a season two for Daredevil so great great news on that I know Charlie Cox has already been campaigning and like I'm sure he loves playing Daredevil and it's a it's you know it's in, in earnest but he knows that if he can get into the movies <laughs> that his paycheck goes up because he's been campaigning on you twitter on and everybody. he's like i want to be in civil war Hell i want yeah. to be in
1: infinity war is not that, like, that one scene like where uh like uh,
0: he like... sits down and behind him there's a there's actually an advertisement it says you don't have to wear a mask to be a hero or something really? like that,
2: that. which you...
0: there's a little easter egg yeah um In one of the episodes, I want to say it's like episode four or five. I
2: see that. I know that Stan Um, Lee's in it. Like they show his picture as like a police officer in one uh, of the scenes. Okay, that's cool.
0: I I, I might have missed that. Uh, But uh, okay, well, cool. Well, guys, thanks again. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. Before we go, now, Joe, um, friend of the podcast, uh, glad, happy to have you here. Now, you you actually have your own podcast that you co-host called Horrors
1: of the yes. universe. Uh, I've been meaning to ask this because this has not been explained to me sufficiently. Is it like, like, she's a
2: whore. Like, so like <laughs> is it Ladies of the Nights
1: of
0: the Universe? Or? Ladies of the night of my, the Universe. Uh, my
2: brother actually uh, makes that joke. He's like, you know, I'm going to have my own podcast like make fun of yours called Whores of the Universe and just talk about porn <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> I'm like, alright, go ahead, mark yourself out You know, more power it's gonna to you going to be a lot of technical uh, Yeah, it's uh, Horrors of the Universe And it, it came to me um, Because for the longest time I wanted to do a podcast or something um, It was from a, It's a gag from uh, UHF Which is like the funniest movie ever made Oh yeah yeah, we yeah even and then yeah. the scientist i think his name is uh, milo he has his own tv show and he was like welcome to secrets of the universe and it's like you know him in his lab and i was like you know what i'm gonna call yeah. a show that i'm gonna call something like something on the universe so yeah. uh i told it to the guys and i was like hey why don't we just call it horrors of the universe and they're like oh that's great so yeah that's the origin story right. behind the name
0: so on that particular podcast i mean the name pretty much says it all but you guys cover a lot of um horror specific topics so you, you go over like vampires zombies things of that nature um what uh what gave you the idea to do a horror based podcast
2: um i think me and my friends we always talk about horror movies i mean we'll go to the club we'll go anywhere and um... Excuse me. We'll just talk about horror movies. Like, oh, have you seen this horror movie? Yeah. Or uh, like, oh, I like this horror. Movie. We're just always talking about horror movies or just stuff in horror in general. Like, I was like, yeah. oh, hey, you know, there's this horror game or there's this horror comic you gotta check out. It's really good. Yeah. So <laughs> we were like, you know what? Let's just let's let's just sit down and just like you know hash it out and just talk about yeah talk about it. Yeah, it, talk about it. So.
0: so so there's like you're at the bar with your friends and some you know some lady. <laughs> Not of the night necessarily, <laughs> but just the lady at the bar. It's like, hey, Sailor, what you drinking? And you're like, sorry, ma'am, I need to talk about Night of the Demons
2: too right oh, now. Oh, that'd be great, yeah. That'd be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I
0: will get, I will talk to you in a minute, but my friend and I are in the middle of a conversation.
2: That's happened to me before where I've been to the club, <laughs> and they'll show, like, a scary movie. And I'm like, and You're just I'm so Yeah, I'm like, I'm like alright, everyone chill out. I'm really watching this, and I'm just trying to, like, try to figure it out myself what I'm
0: Look, guys, I know Ghostland Observatory is playing right now. I don't have time to dance. Morrissey can wait. I've, I'm watching. The tree, I'm writing Bride of Chucky. Or... The tree
1: rape scene is about to start. Exactly. Did okay. There
0: you go. Um, well, that's great, man. I, I've listened to, I think, all of your episodes. I've definitely listened to most well, of them. You, uh, I really like it. Uh, it's a great show. For anyone out there in the CBC universe... That wants to jump on the Horrors of the Universe uh, podcast? Where can they find you? Joe? Uh, we're
2: on practically every uh, social media outlet. We're on. Uh, we have a YouTube page uh, where my friend CJ Hernandez will do uh, video reviews. Uh, we're on Instagram, uh, Twitter. It's uh, Horrors of the Uni. We couldn't put the full name, so yeah, they don't fit, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> we ready to that. Uh, we're there. on Facebook, and we obviously we're on Instagram, and we have, we're on Mixcloud. Um, so just type in Horrors of the Universe, and you'll find us right there. Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, please, everyone, check it out, uh, especially, and I imagine, are you guys planning anything big for, like, Halloween or, like, in the fall? Like, are you going to do any kind of – are you going to be doing a, a live? Are you still going to be doing the live podcast? Yeah, uh,
2: we, I'm pretty sure we'll be talking about something soon for Halloween, probably around the summer. Um, but, okay. yeah, we're actually going to have a live show. Uh, July eighteenth at the Pika Pika Palace, on Southeast Military. Uh, we're gonna have okay, and that's in San Antonio, Texas, for all the local. Uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna actually have uh, Mr. Creepy Pasta, Creepy Pasta Junior, and Miss Shadow Lovely. Yeah, oh, wow, doing a live show. So we're gonna do Q and A, storytelling, and live show. So it's it's free. So you know, if
0: that's the magic word in San exactly. Antonio. <laughs> it's free like I, I don't know if you guys got to go to free comic book day uh, a couple of weeks ago I uh, I was in line now the comic book stores tend to open a little early because that's like their, their, their big money day yeah. I guess and you know I went to Dragon's Lair cheap pub or cheap uh, cheap uh, what's the word I'm looking for plug, plug. <laughs> cheap yeah. plug I, they don't pay us. They don't pay me. I don't get paid yeah. anything. Uh, <laughs> it's R T F reversed. Major. They take my money. <laughs> I'm a dream listening RTF major. Like, that, I'm not getting paid anything. Um, but they're a great comic book store. Yeah. Uh, they're really nice, those guys over there at Dragon Slayer. Uh, I got there. So they opened at 8. And, and you know, I was like, okay, well, obviously all the Uber nerds are going to get there, like, at 7. And want to be first in line. And so I'm like, I'll get there at 9.45 or 10, somewhere around there. <laughs> Clearly the line will have died down by then. I can just walk in, browse, get my free comic books, get out of there. I get there at 9.50 or so. Line is about 150 people up. yeah <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? Like, it was so many people. San Antonians, by the way, tons of families, tons of little kids mm. uh, getting free comics, which is great. I love the fact that families are really jumping on the comic bandwagon whether it's through the movies or through the tv shows it doesn't matter to me like if it gets you in the comic book store you are reading if you get your kid to read great yeah. more literate people in the united states is always a good thing um so but it, you know but nothing will drive the droves of people in San Antonio than <laughs> yeah. free. You put free tacos, free t-shirts at the Spurs games, people will murder other people. it will be a riot. For It'll those be, free uh. Spurs shirts that cost 3.99 you can buy them at H-E-B. <laughs> but the free comic books. Now, other thing, great thing about Dragon Slayer is they had I didn't grab every single one of them. I want to say they had over fifty free books, and there was no limit. Like you could get one of every single comic yeah. they had. Uh, so really great. Um, you know, again, not a paid endorsement at all. But if you're looking for them at the next free comic book day, that would be my place to go. Um, but uh, well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show, uh,
1: yeah. Chris.
0: Any parting words?
1: Um, not not really. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Wait, what about what are your thoughts on hope? Oh, like, on, on Hope? Yeah, do you is have that any... like a. Is she part of the X Men? No.
2: Cable's no, daughter?
1: You... Is, that, is that Jubilee? No. Is that? Oh, okay, never mind. No, it's Cable's daughter. <laughs> I, was, it's, I, was, I was trying
0: to get you to say that you'll you'll take that first. Like, <laughs> I'll try. But that's, it was the worst setup of all time. Uh, man, give me a Bane quote. Give me, no, yeah. set me up
1: like Okay. That. Well, oh, what were you wondering? Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. I was wondering which i break first. Your spirit? Oh, your podcast! Oh, your podcast. Oh,
0: they broke simultaneously.
2: Uh, Joe, any final words? Uh, no, I mean, I, I think, honestly, that uh, 2015 is the prologue to what we're expecting in the future, and I think 2016 will be the closest thing we'll ever get to see Marvel versus uh, uh, DC. DC. Uh-huh. The box office.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and, uh, you know they actually moved uh, Super Dawn of Justice because uh, it was going to be on the same weekend as Civil War. Yeah. Now, that would have been... Ins- Put like- your name on it. That's- oh, my God. Like, talk about families destroyed, <laughs> decades-old friendships
1: gone.
0: Like, we averted a probably nationwide, if not worldwide, crisis because luckily they moved off of the same date. Because, man, I mean, that- what, were, what were the comic nerds going to do? That would have been insane. It, I'm,
2: I'm, it might have. It could have been chilled. the first t- uh, tie, uh, number one box office right? tie at the you know like both movies are number one. So that would have been really oh, cool. Oh
0: wow, both films make two hundred million dollars. <laughs> like totally, yeah. Uh, luckily, I mean, for the sake of all the, the the divided families out there that are Marvel and DC, uh, we won't have to go through that. But you're right; it would have been really interesting. Um, okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, This is Alfred again, and until next time, stay super.